0: a Scaramouche, scaramouche, will you do the pandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very,
1: very frightening me Galileo, 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 Galileo figaro,
2: figaro. Oh, 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 oh. I'm just a poor boy, and nobody loves me He's just a poor boy from a poor family sparing
0: in his life from this
2: monstrosity Go. Will you let me go? Bismillah, no, we will not let you go. Let
1: him go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let me go. we Will not let you go.
0: Let me go. Will not let, let you go. Never Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia,
2: mamma mia, let me go. Beause there's a devil put aside for me, Oh me, for me. For me. For me.
3: Yes! Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Oh my goodness. We're back. I am 24. This is my podcast. Oh man, what a great song. What a great afternoon. Not having a freaking podcast at midnight, but we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of draft conversations. Aaron Rodgers was traded to the New York Jets, completely forgot about it, we'll talk about it, as well as many, 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 many draft scenarios coming up, ladies and gentlemen, right here, 24's Podcast.
0: Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Technically, the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my god! What a great song! What a great song.
3: I only know two songs with the word rhapsody in it. Obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody and World's World in. Worlds in Rhapsody, I think that's what it's called, by Nujabes, which is a great song as well. I'm not going to play it. World
0: in... I'm looking it up now, but... Sorry.
3: Right. God. Today, the pl- not even today, excuse me, but the playoffs has been so immaculate, so great. NBA playoffs... I mean, I want to talk about the draft. We've been putting it off for a very, very long time. But how awesome has this year's NBA playoffs has been? Especially the first round and specifically the first round. Huge, huge, huge game upsets over the last like 24 hours. Milwaukee losing to the Heat going down 3-1. The Warriors and the Kings tying the series. The Lakers going up 3-1 against the Grizzlies. Really, this series should have been a sweep if they had handled their business in game two. And then tonight, two—you know what? You know what? There were three elimination games, and I was like, I'm going to get the podcast rolling. I'm going to get it started early on in the night. That's my speaker pairing. I apologize if you can hear it. I was like, I'm going to get the podcast rolling. We're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. And then ice-cold Trey, Treyway, came out, balled out, had 38 points, was like 13 of 32, 13 of 33, something like that. I forgot how many many shots he took, but he was magnificent. Hit a step-back three. He hit like two or three consecutive threes. I was like, finally, I can bring back ice-cold Trey. Finally, I can say, Treyway! Oh, my God. And even Boston got into the spirit of playoff Trey Young by chanting, fuck Trey Young, ringing out in TD Garden. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. That game was so much fun. Then I see that the Denver Nuggets are struggling with the Timberwolves. I'm like, if I don't start the podcast, I'm going to... I'm just... I'm not going to be able to get it started with until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning like I did This morning. This morning. I'm trying to get ahead of the curb here. Technically, it was almost two or something. I think it was almost, yeah, it was almost two o'clock. Last night's podcast was insane. Or last night's schedule was insane. However, NBA playoffs are still going on strong. Again, Atlanta off of an immaculate performance by Trey Young. Just. Go up 3-2 with the potential to go to Atlanta and go up 3-3. And then go back to TD Garden and play up against Boston. If Boston loses in Atlanta, I think they lose a series in all honesty. I mean, it's tight. It's close. People underestimate playoff Trey Young. I did. Because he hasn't been playing well in the playoffs. And then he comes out with this performance tonight. And he absolutely ices it out for Atlanta. You got the Minnesota Temple Wolves. They're like, we're not going down without a fight. We took one game at home. We want to take another. They've had a, a semi close series in some degree, in some ways. Like in, what was it, game three? In some ways it was close, but I mean, they finally kind of have hit their groove. It's 88 to 91 in favor of the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Or excuse me, in favor of the Nuggets, the uh, the Timberwolves are fighting back. I still don't have my TV on; otherwise, I would be watching it right now, as I was talk, as I am talking to you. But unfortunately, my TV is still broken. Regardless of whether or not it works on Thursday, uh, I'm not playing this game. We'll just we will go with Plan B. I will figure it out myself. But Minnesota. Versus the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies. Super, super interesting basketball game going on. And then finally, Clippers versus Suns. I thought the Clippers were going to go down. I thought they were going to go down. I was like, the Clippers are going to lose to the Suns tonight. It's in Arizona. Russell Westbrook is is the only guy on the team, pretty much. Russell Westbrook has seven points. He has seven points. It's halftime, by the way. The Clippers have scored 70 points. The Phoenix Suns have scored 61. It's like, what is going on? I don't know. I'm not watching the game. For the exact same reasons. Now I'm like trying to find the actual scores here. Like, let me get the Timberwolves. I won't see the actual. Because Google won't give me the fucking. They won't give me the fucking updated scores. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyways. Awesome basketball games going on tonight. Awesome basketball games have gone on over the last couple of weeks. The only problem is, is that there's so many playoff games. They need to spread. The NBA needs to spread out the playoff schedule. They really do. This is insane. You can't have games going on until midnight, or one o'clock in the morning, or two o'clock in the morning. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how long some of these games are. Or maybe not how long some of these games are, but how how uh, like how late these games will go. That's the
0: ridiculousness of it. Anyways, I'm
3: exhausted, I'm tired. Can't wait to go to sleep tonight. Let me talk about Aaron Rodgers here. Aaron Rodgers got his wish. He got his wish. Got traded to the New York Jets after months on months on months on months on months of speculation of suspicion, he finally gets what he wants. He gets out of Green Bay and he will go to the New York Jets.
0: It's exactly what he wanted. And it's exactly what
3: he get, what he got. The New York Jets gave up for Aaron Rodgers, if I can find the the uh yeah, here we go the compensation, the trade compensation. They gave up, where is it? A second rounder this year, a first round pick swap this year, so they just swap first rounders. And then the Jets also get, or gave up potentially next year's first round draft pick if Aaron plays 65% of the snaps this year. And look I've been weirded out by this deal because, to be honest with you, I thought this deal, I feel like this deal should have happened months ago considering that the, I mean, it's been quietly reported on because the NBA has had such a great year this year when it comes to just, like, interesting storylines and drawing attention. It's like it's been kind of underreported that OTAs have started back up again or technically. It's just, like, it's just team workouts, I guess, even like that was big news, like Pro Days really haven't been big news this year as well. That's kind of the NFL's own fault for relegating their, their uh not their Pro Days, yeah, their Pro Days, excuse me, to the NFL Network's streaming service, which nobody probably watches, but because it's affiliated with the NFL Network, it's like they probably were just like, yeah, we'll slide it over. Regardless, the NFL offseason really hasn't seemed as impactful and as significant as it once was, at least in my opinion. And so, the NFL, when it comes to Aaron and some of the other things that have gone on this year, or I guess, I'm, I'm tired. The NFL is... It's It's been kind of like trying to draw attention and things of that nature because the NBA playoffs and the NBA is kind of had a nice little resurgence this year. But Aaron's trade has been one of the things that I've looked at and I'm just like, I don't know why it's not done yet. I've had my suspicions and my speculations, but it hasn't been because of Aaron. The whole he may retire, he may not retire thing, that is his fault, but... Whether or not the teams could trade for him, that was the teams' fault. The Jets and the Packers just dragging their feet on the deal. But they finally got it done. And look, some people were saying, and both people, both sides. This is so weird that this happened on like Monday or Sunday. Both sides, Jets fans and Packer fans, were saying that their side had fleeced the other side. The Jets saying, oh my God, we had to give up so little to get Aaron Rodgers. The Packers saying, wow, look at how much we got for Aaron Rodgers. And I think where I'm at with the Aaron Rodgers trade is this. I can't believe people are making this out to be a big deal.
0: People are saying that it's,
3: it's a failure if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl. And I concur, I agree. I agree, because Aaron may or may not have two years left in the NFL. That's the reality of the situation. Aaron has talked about retiring every single year for the past three years, pretty much, in some way, shape, or form. He's like, I want to retire, or I've been thinking about retiring, or uh, in this year, in this case, he he actually considered retiring. He was 90% sure apparently that he was going to retire and then something happened in the retreat. I don't know. I'm not Aaron. Regardless, Aaron comes back to the league. Aaron wants to play, but not for the Green Bay Packers. But just, I I don't, I, I can't beat around the bush. Why are people saying that this is the exact same thing with Brett Favre? I don't understand that myself. It's literally the exact same thing. Brett Favre had consistently said at the end of his career, hey, guys, I want to retire. I want to retire. I want to retire. I also don't want to play for the Green Bay Packers. And yet, and and by the way, he, gets, he got what he wanted. He got out of the Green Bay Packers, and he is now, he, he went to the Jets, and then he went to go up against the Green Bay Packers. In the form of the Minnesota Vikings. He became a Minnesota Viking. And it's just like, I don't understand why people just don't see the same correlation. They just don't draw the same conclusions. I'm a bit shocked by it. It's just like, it's, it's, I, it's the same situation. Aaron is not that same guy that he once was two years ago. Aaron, by the way, the, you want to know the problem with Aaron? Aaron doesn't get along with young players. He doesn't. I didn't believe the narrative until I saw it last year with Christian Watson, who was obviously one of the top draft picks from the top wide receivers from his draft pick, from his draft, excuse me. He just couldn't figure out how to get any rapport with Christian Watson. Christian Watson drops a touchdown on one of the the first couple of plays of Green Bay's year last year in Minnesota, and Aaron just didn't go back to him for the majority of the season until the Dallas game in Green Bay. It was absurd to me. Absurd. And then, of course, they go on a run when he starts throwing strikes to Christian Watson and they almost go to the playoffs. And they lose to Detroit and Green Bay. It was weird, man. And so now people are like, we want Aaron because he's a great quarterback. And it's just like, well, if he was Aaron of a couple of years ago, he would have won, gone for like three or four draft picks. But now, now Aaron, we don't know if he's going to play in 2025. I mean, I know that's two years away, but still, that's huge. I know they redid some of his contract, or they're they're planning to redo some of his contract. It's just, Aaron just, it seems ridiculous to get this excited over Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, because the AFC is still loaded. Their division their division being the AFC East because of the Jets, their division is loaded with talent. They have Miami with Bradley Chubb and also Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, Baker. They got some great players on the defensive side, and then they got Tyreek Hill, and also they got Jalen Waddle as well. And then they could potentially add Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama, because apparently the Miami Dolphins have been tied to him if there is some movement, if they can go up in the first round, if he's there, or if they can move up in the second round more likely than not, they'll pick him up. And then they'll add an all-star running back to their awesome roster. It's one thing I just don't, I don't really get, in my opinion.
0: Then they got the Bills.
3: This is in the AFC East. And then in the broader spectrum of the AFC, it's like it's Joe Burrow, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just a lot of football players that, in my opinion, are better than Aaron. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what version of Aaron are we going to get.
0: But... It's what it is. Let me see what Aaron's numbers were last year. Let me check it out. Really, really fast. Aaron, yeah, it was
3: one of his worst seasons on record. He goes from, oh, my God, it was one of his worst seasons ever. I mean, he was still throwing the exact same amount of yards. His completion percentage took a nosedive. He was like around 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns. His touchdowns took a nosedive. His interceptions, man, went way up for him. Aaron goes from, hey, I'm going to throw 37 touchdowns in a season and four interceptions. He goes from that, which was one of his MVP years in 2021. He goes from that to, hey, I'm going to throw 26 touchdowns and 12 interception which just so we're clear on this Aaron hadn't thrown double-digit interceptions since 2010 so it's been 13 years since we just saw how badly Aaron had played that was his officially the 2010 season was his third year starting and that was I think the year that they won the Super Bowl just so
0: we're clear but Okay,
3: all right. Aaron to the Jets. How much or how little do I think this affects the the AFC East? I, I just, I don't know. I don't think it affects the AFC East that much. I think the Bills probably still win the division, but I don't know. We'll see.
0: We'll see what happens. I feel like
3: this probably will be... A clusterfuck for the Jets they'll just roll in to next season and they'll expect some type of huge success because of the uh because they have Aaron and they'll find out very very quickly that Aaron comes with a lot of baggage a lot more baggage than I think they anticipated so yeah we'll see what happens we'll see Minnesota just tied it up, 102-102. I'm getting highlights on Twitter right now, because Twitter is the only freaking place that I can watch the game. Wait, can I just? There's got to be, there has got to be, any legal stream somewhere on a legitimate site. Give me like two seconds. I'm like, I'm going on Twitch. Let me see if Twitch has a, has a stream. Somebody must have a stream of the actual game. Like somebody, somebody must have the gall, just the cojones, to just be like, you know what? I'm streaming. I'm streaming. I'm, I'm
0: going to freaking pirate the stream.
3: Wait, 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 wait. There's no way that the NBA just will literally just post up a stream. Hold on.
0: Okay, this is like,
3: okay, let me, let me go on the NBA's. The NBA has an official Twitch account that they just, hold on, that they just post, like post game reactions to it. That's so dumb. That's such a waste for Twitch. Oh my God. That's so stupid. Yeah, I was right by the way. I think so. Let me see. gonna have to mute the stream i think i got one i think i got oh oh yeah 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 i think i got one like oh god thank god for the internet and for illegal streams oh my god because i'm so tired of like looking up at like 420 clips 420p clips on twitter do i got it
0: i think i do it's like
3: it's bugging yep got it got it Oh, finally. Thank God I can watch the game. Oh, thank you. Lord Jesus Christ. It's like 102. One, it's 102 all. Denver is like... Denver is in such trouble if they lose this game against Minnesota. Oh, I'm so excited. Anyways. Sorry for the whole janky conversation about Aaron. It's just... But, but that's Aaron. Aaron is a very janky football player that is... It's just weird overall. I want to talk about the draft here. There's so many things to talk about the draft. There's so many different avenues. There's so many different ways that we can go about the draft. Let me, uh, let me get my iPad here.
0: Hold on. Hold on.
3: The draft obviously happens on Thursday, and <clears throat> and we're not going to have a podcast tomorrow because that's just, that's just what we always do. Draft happens on Thursday. Huge, huge, huge implications, huge stories, huge players coming out. Quarterbacks coming out, top-tier pass rushers. Offensive linemen, wide receivers. It's a weird year for the draft because there's been so much reporting going on that apparently teams are just not in on this year's draft. And I remember hearing this weird story about how certain people were just not high on on some of the products coming out this year, which to me is just absurd. Absurd, some of the conclusions that people are drawing To the point where people are even going as far to say that they don't like or trust the wide receiver core from this year's draft, which I just I don't understand myself. And that a lot of the top tier guys at wide receiver are just going to be picked at the bottom of the first round to potentially start of the second round, which again just makes zero sense to me. But regardless of whatever everybody else says, There's like a couple of weird things that have come out, right? Will Levis, there's this weird report from Will Levis saying that apparently Will Levis knows that he's going to be picked by the Carolina Panthers and that he's been telling friends and family members that he will. I don't really, I don't know if that's true. I haven't like... I haven't seen anything outside of posts on Reddit. So, it could all just be a smoke screen. In all honesty, I don't really care. I don't really think that it's like anything for me to cover that seriously. I think that it's just weird and ridiculous. And once again, I don't I don't really care. I think the interesting thing will be Again, like I I said this yesterday, I said, and I apologize if I'm exhausted because I am exhausted, but I said this yesterday where I said, I'm excited for this whole process to be over with because there's been a lot of people saying, well, if this team will do this ridiculous thing, like the Texans passing up on a quarterback potentially – and going after Will Anderson, why would that come out, in my opinion? Why would that come out in any case is just ridiculous. If they like Will Anderson, that shit should, like I, Like, the only reason why it would come out is because they are actually going to do it and they're preparing everyone for this ridiculous thing that they're about to do. It's like about to prepare somebody for bad news. But I just, I can't see a reason why... The Houston Texans would do something like that. The Colts are potentially going to leapfrog over C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, and Anthony Richardson for Will Levis, which is insane to me. People either think that the Cardinals will trade down in the draft for a quarterback. I remember Chris Brockman, who was this, he was like this, uh, he was like Rich Eisen's boy. He was on Rich Eisen's show, and he was talking about how it's going to be one, two, three, four, all quarterbacks, and I'm like, that's not how the draft looks like at all, at all, right now. I don't know how he can come to that conclusion if he's been paying attention at all for the last couple of weeks, but the draft is just so weird. I'm going to kind of run through some situations and some simulations in the mock draft, with a mock draft here, and we'll talk about players, and we'll talk about things that I've heard and such, but... It's, it's a weird draft, and it's going to be a weird draft, and it's, it's, it's weird, but it's not as weird as what I heard a couple of days ago out of Washington. And when I heard this out of Washington, I was shocked. I was shocked that these two dinguses the GM for the Washington Commanders and Martin Mayhew and the head coach and Ron Rivera would go out and have a public press conference and say this crap firsthand. Couldn't believe it. I thought it was ridiculous. But essentially the quote is, let me set you up for it. The quote is essentially that they have not built, this is, by the way, five days ago, just, just so we're clear. When, when was the day? This, this was on April twentieth. This is like five days ago, so this is last week, right? And in reference to the draft, essentially they'll say that their draft board is not formed and will not be formed until tomorrow. Maybe today for you because I'm potentially going to be releasing this like early Wednesday morning. But their draft board won't be made until late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Literally the day of the draft, their big board, their big board being the, the, um, the list of players in the order that they have them, right? Some teams have had their big boards done for weeks, if not months. Some teams have gone through hundreds of simulations. Washington will go through simulations this week. They'll start their simulations this week. I've seen hundreds of simulations at this point. I've seen it. And Washington will go through the start of their simulations this week. Here's Dingus 1 and Dingus 2, Ron Rivera and GM Martin Mayhew, talking about how dumb they are and how just straight up incompetent they are without even recognizing it. They think that this is a good thing that they've taken this long to do something as basic as, as put together a draft board and start working on some of the simulations. Here is more on one, more on two, potentially the, uh, in, in the next couple of months, potentially two former employees of the Washington Commanders. Ron, you guys started
2: readings on Monday. What is the process to setting the board?
4: And when will you have that board set?
5: Oh, the board won't be set up until what Thursday morning. It's
4: gonna be probably Thursday. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, yeah. if you look at what you know Martin and the personnel department have done, you know they've gone out, they've scouted it, and, and then they they put a bunch of names up in front of us. You know, obviously gave all the coaches their assignments, um, gave you know the coordinators their assignments, gave me mine, and we went to work. Um, the scouts came in last week. They did their readings. They they stacked the board. Um, right now, you know, the coaches we haven't seen the board, and then we're going through our readings. And then what will happen is Martin and the crew will get together. Uh, They'll restack it, and then we'll come in with the coordinators, and we'll sit down and we'll we'll go through it with them, and then we'll move some pieces around talking about where we see guys fitting for us, where we think they're going to be, and, you know, we'll play with that all week, huh?
4: Yeah, yeah, we'll go through different scenarios next week, Um, and uh, we won't actually probably have a complete set board until late Wednesday, early Thursday.
3: So let me get this straight. A lot of of things to unpack and digest. But yes, you heard it from the GM, Martin Mayhew. Their board isn't done. They're going to have their board done Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Fucking joke. Huge thing to me was what Ron Rivera said. He was like, well, we're going to unpack the big board after the scouts have gone in and have essentially made the big board themselves. By the way, the board, the big board essentially is just like a list of players and their ranking and where you see them, right? It's supposed to be objective. It's not supposed to be in relation to how they fit with your team. It is just supposed to be, this is the best player available that is still on our big board. You take their name when they get selected, by the way, or you take their name off of your board if they've done something that you dislike or whatever the case may be. The fact that, Ron Rivera and his coaching staff, who has not spent hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours researching these players, looking at these players, watching tape on these players. The fact that Ron Rivera and his coaching staff that have consistently made poor decisions for the last decade, whether you want to call it uh, whether you want to say... Well, I'm, I'm tired, I apologize. Whether you want to essentially look at Carolina or you want to look at Washington, just they've made consistently bad decisions with player personnel.
0: And then just...
3: I, I think maybe it's a little bit further in the clip or a little bit before, but they talk about how and a journalist asked kind of the, a really, really beautiful question in regards to, like, the ownership, the new ownership, and both Martin may- Mayhew and Ron Rivera kind of say, yeah, we're just going to do whatever we want because, and we're just going to act like it's normal, right? We're, gonna, we're just going to do whatever we want because we, the deal hasn't gone through, so we're going to operate normally. And it's just like, hey, man, uh, you may not have a fucking job, in the next six months, okay? Washington has flaunted the Dallas Cowboys win to the annoyance of yours truly, because I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, and Dallas has a great record against Washington in like the last decade specifically when Dak Prescott is playing. But they flaunted this victory about you know, uh, from, uh, uh, about the Dallas Cowboys, they've flaunted, hey, we beat the Dallas Cowboys, we're better than the Cowboys, look at Sam Howell, look at how much progress he's made, we have hope, we're not going to select a quarterback because we believe in Sam Howell, da-da-da-da-da, right? And they've gone through that, and they've also, and by the way, i watched, like, more of this press conference and another press conference by Ron Rivera, and Ron Rivera gives these, like, ridiculous answers, in my opinion, where, And it it wasn't even like the questions; it was just the answers. Where he talked about, he's like, "We got starters from Super Bowl, from championship teams." And I'm like, "You got starter? You got Austin Wiley or Tyree Wiley or whatever his name was, one of the Kansas City Chief offensive linemen who wasn't very good. And I think he was like a swing tackle or something like that. Like that's what you're bragging about because their offensive linemen are disgustingly bad." And then he gives this weird answer during the press conference. I, I may play it. I may, like, it may be directly after this question. But again, it's like the answer that he gave was essentially, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And it's just like, bro, what you've been doing for the last four years now, right, or three years now, I guess, going back to 2020, right, 2020, 2021, 2022, no, it's been three year, four years, excuse me, if you count this year. For the last four years, you've essentially had a losing record every single year. Every single year. Not essentially, you have had a losing record every single year. It's like you've gotten worse. Every other team in your division has gotten better. And you want to hit me with this BS of you don't have your board ready to go? It's like that kid that's cramming for an exam. I'm going to study. I'm going to try and write a paper that should have been researched and studied and written over the course of three or four months. I'm going to try and do all that work in one night. Yeah, that's going to work out very well for you, Ronnie. But uh, I I think maybe the question is after the clip that we just listened to before, but I'll, I'll try and find it. Here's a little bit more, I guess.
2: How the running back position has been devalued in draft position and contract value. Do you think it still could be a smart decision to draft a running back in the first round?
4: Well, you know, I think you want to keep your options open. Um, we evaluate everybody. Uh, you know, every position is important. Um, and you get a quality player uh, who can help you win football games. Uh, I wouldn't put too much weight into what people think about. I'll
3: play, a little, I'll play a little bit more. I'll play a little bit more.
4: What's his value to
3: our organization, to our football team? That's where that comes into play. And by the way, they, they say this constantly. We want guys that fit for us. And. Pat McAfee hit it perfectly on the nail. Uh, put the. I'm tired. Pat McAfee perfectly hit the nail on the head where he's like, you know, rather than trying to find guys that fit your scheme, you should be trying to find guys that can help you fucking win games and adjusting your scheme to those players. That's what you should be doing. I hate the fucking Chris Ballard shit where he talks about we want to find guys that are right for us. Your ass, Chris Ballard. Ron Rivera, Martin Mayu, you dudes are fucking on, your asses are on the fucking cutting board as we speak, and you're talking about bringing in dudes that can freaking fit your scheme and not help you win games? That's what it is? We'll play a little bit more. Martin, when it comes to top 30 visits, how often in the past, do you think there's a correlation with the guys you bring in or some of the guys you end up drafting? Let me go back because this isn't the question that I'm looking for. Maybe this is it. Let me go back a little bit more.
5: In front, I mean, and that's the truth of it, Nicky. We, we just, we're, we're at a point where we have to react to what's in front of us first.
6: And then separately, the news of a tentative agreement with Josh Harris' group. To...
3: Boom! I am so good! Oh my God! Here it is, and I'll even get the first part of the uh, of the clip. Let me go back a little bit more. Okay, here it is. We'll we'll start this. This is like probably a minute. something.
6: does having pretty much any option at?
3: Let me go back. I want I want the start of her first question.
6: Because for both of you,
4: who also evaluated a bunch of those players, um, I had to go back a little bit more. We're set up in, in in really good shape going into our draft this year. Here here it is. Because for both of you,
6: does having pretty much any option at 16, does that make this process more difficult? Does it make it easier?
5: I think it makes it, you know, pretty much what it is. It, it's going to happen, you know, what, what happens in front of us all the way up to, to the 11th pick. Because, you know, we have obviously what we want to do is put a group of guys up there and say, okay, now these are the five guys that we see.
3: As somebody who is exhausted, who is, like, sleep-deprived, even I, in the last... Checks the time 39 minutes have not put up the word salad that Ron Rivera just did
5: Be coming to us what's going to happen in the next five picks so we're gonna to have to react to what happens um, is it easy it could be depending on what happens in front I mean and that's the truth of it Nikki we, we just we're, we're at a point where we have to react to what's in front of us first
6: and then separately the news of a tentative agreement with Josh Harris's group to purchase the commanders what was your reaction when you heard that news what is your reaction in Trying to prepare for the draft, um, while also kind of hearing all this in the background.
3: Here it is.
5: Well, I mean, as far as what's going on with, with the sale, you know, that that's not a question for us. You know, um, it's
3: not we- a question. I gotta pause it. This guy is so, he's so out of his league. He is so out of his fucking league. He doesn't he doesn't understand what's going on. It's not a question for us. You don't think. That has two doofuses that have not had a winning regular season since Tweedledee and Tweedledum have gotten into town. You don't think that it's important to call up your owner, your new owner, and be like, hey, hoss, um, hey, uh, we were thinking this, this, and this. Or you don't think that you should have called up the, the majority owner, whoever bought the team, like, hey, hoss, uh, We're just thinking about taking some of these guys. You know, we just, we're excited for you to, you know, we're happy. You got to pull a succession, right? Straight after the events of the, of like the third or the fourth episode, people had to make some freaking money moves. They had to establish trust and foundation. They're incompetent. You don't think that it's important to get your owner's consent on what you guys are about to do on Thursday night? that could affect the organization for years to come? Because potentially, Dallas, the Giants, and the Eagles could come away from this year's draft with an absolute haul in the first round especially? You don't think that you should make a phone call? That it's not really, that, you know, that, that it, it doesn't really affect you? Are you sure? You may be like every other homeless person in America without a job in the next six months. Be careful. Be careful. As far as
5: what's going on with with the sale, you know, that's not a question for us. Not a question. Um, How do we react to it? Well, you know, until it's done, there's really not much to
0: say. It's pretty much done.
5: To to what we've done in terms of our preparation. Uh, We're going to stick to the plan that we had talked about back in February as a group. You know, sitting down with Martin, Marty. uh,
3: So you're going to go with the plan from Dan Snyder, who's one of the most incredibly incompetent, stupid owners, who's also a terrible person, that's your plan? That's your plan. Oh, and by the way, this is the guy that was like, we're excited to have Carson Wentz join our football team. Carson Wentz now essentially not even in the league anymore because of his incompetence. They were like, oh, we're going to roll with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, incompetent quarterback, bad quarterback. Then they were like, oh, we're going to roll with Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, not very good. He's pretty much a backup. And then they were like, oh, man, we're excited about Sam Howell. Sam Howell wins one game. They they absolutely creamed their pants. It's like, okay, you don't think that there needs to be a little bit more structure, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more intelligence at the top end and not necessarily whatever is going on right now? You don't think so? I think so. I think you're also about to be fired. I think they their potentially their jobs could potentially be up. I kid you not. By October, we may start hearing chatter. Tweedledee, Tweedledum are out of Washington.
5: With Rob and you know and and Eric, you know pretty much our our, our upper personnel department, and just talked about what we wanted to do and what we needed to do going forward. You know, I made a comment earlier about being able to, to roster build, you know, and, and just to be clear about it, it's because of the situation we're in with the young quarterback now. Um, you know, we were able to go out and do a lot of things in free agency and, and positive things. Um, we got, as you know, we talked about, we, you know, we were able to get three starters off of three playoff teams, and that feels pretty good, especially for the positions we got them at. So we feel very Three good.
3: starters off three playoff teams, not championship teams. I, I apologize for that.
5: Very comfortable going forward.
3: Ron, you guys started readings on Monday. Sorry about that. Guy just blasted into the microphone, but that's the clip. It's it's ridiculous. Some of the things that go on in Washington and some of the things that are just like allowed to go on in Washington and people are just like, "Yep. Uh yeah, we can just we can just do like the dumbest thing and things." Ever,
0: and we're okay with that. Just like, okay, okay, okay. Anyways, um, by the way,
3: RIP to the uh, the freaking, the freaking, uh, Timberwolves, they lost 109 to 112 today. I turned off the Twitch stream because it was behind. So sad. I was like, when am I gonna? What am I going to get? When am I going to get a, a break? Anyways, shout out to them. Played a good series. Nice little gentleman sweep. Clippers look to potentially go down here tonight after playing a really really nice first half. Looks like uh the rug is getting pulled out from under him. 86 97 tonight. Right now, Russell is is probably gonna shoot a lot. I mean, he's he has 12 points. Zubac cannot be the main guy right now. He he can't be. But he is. He has the most points. Rush is two for fourteen, so he's having a I'm like, he's having a Russell Westbrook night. He's having a Russell Westbrook night. You wanna know what? I'll say it again. I said it I think last night. They probably would have won this series if they had Kawhi. But Kawhi is hurt, and we don't know when he's going to be healthy, if he will ever be healthy. So, Ugh. It's, it is it is what it is. Let's talk about the draft here in a more kind of like, is it? I'm trying to type in stuff i can't multitask i don't have the 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 processing power in my brain to be able to do some of this stuff i apologize we're going to talk about the draft here in a more grandiose a more central look all 32 picks i'll keep this little mock draft here and this will be one of those mock drafts where i'll do what teams are what i think teams could potentially do but also I'll give you some opinions on it so that way I can keep my sanity because some teams are going to make me go insane on Thursday. But um, we'll see what happens here. So after the Carolina Panthers traded up in the draft, number one overall pick, I'm not going to speak too too much on this, traded up, number one overall pick, a lot of people thought that it was going to be C.J. Stroud, comes out. Yesterday or today, that Will Levis has been telling family members that he's going to go to Carolina. It's not Will Levis. I don't know why there's so much hype around Will Levis. It's Bryce Young. By the way, I'm not going to do trades as well. It's Bryce Young going to Carolina at number one overall. It is. Uh, Bryce Young is just, I mean, he's the eye of everyone's apple cart. I'd be shocked. If it's Will Levis, I would be shocked if it's not Bryce Young. It's just like every single thing that Carolina has done and every single thing Bryce Young has done over the last two, two weeks has signaled that he's going to be a Carolina Panther. And so I'm just, I, I don't know. It would be a shock to me if he doesn't go to Carolina at this point. Then Houston at number two, it's a toss-up. And it's a toss-up in a lot of good In bad ways and bad reasons and things of that nature. What is?
0: Hold on. (sighs) God. Okay. Sorry. I... Hold on. All right, I got, like, an important email
3: from... uh something that could potentially be important, but at the exact same time, I, uh... T- God. Sorry. I'm, like, I'm reading this email. Like, I... A little bit of context, right? I... I'm doing some important business stuff on the side, right? and I just got this email from it's an it's an apparent it's apparently an encrypted secure message, but it doesn't look that encrypted to me and it's a link i guess to a website that's supposed to be i like in the in the email, it says like important information you requested and slash or important information pertaining to something that I'm doing may be included. This is a valid email from an authorized source, and then it has like two little asterisks and it says like uh, to to read this message securely, click this link. And I'm like, just this just I'm like this feels so scammy. I hate companies like this. I gave out, like, personal information for, like, something important, and it's just, like... Okay. It looks legit. It looks legit and legitimate enough. I have to, like, look at this after the podcast. Hold on. Let me... Turn off my speakers. Or my speaker. Sorry, I just... Got some important information. So... I'm excited to
0: open it up Actually, uh,
3: let me do that really, really fast. so that way I can like kind of like know what's going on because it's kind of important to like what's going on in my life. So uh, give me like a couple of minutes, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Sorry about this. I have to like check on something really, really fast. Uh, here's a uh, young gravy.
2: All so clean Gravy got cheese now That's poutine oh, Gravy coming hot Like I'm hopping off the griddle Pull up on the kid If you're trying to get belittled All the mamas love me Now I think I'm feeling brittle Flex the rainbow bag it like some Skittles yeah. Gravy, why you out of pocket? Out of pocket Stop it
1: I know
2: I'm getting money Gravy crockin' Never take a L no more Never take a damn thing slow All I know is chase this dough Take no clapping ass leads like the 80s never give it up until the reaper comes
3: Sorry, right, that's a State Farm ad. I'm, I'm still looking at stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, no doubt
0: he does it to perfection.
2: You uh. I'm dancing in the rain. I cannot refrain from sliding in your dame. I get changed. Dancing in the rain. Can't fuck with these lines. I cannot complain. I get changed. 50 K for a show and a hundred for my wrist. 150 for my skirt. Couple milli at the crib. Ain't your baby baby, you could keep the gravy out your lips. Ain't no way that baby gravy gonna change the way he live. 50 K for a show and a hundred for my wrist. 150 for my skirt. Couple milli at the crib. Ain't your baby baby, you could keep the gravy out your lips. Ain't no way that baby gravy gonna change the way he live. Bodies hot Stuff a po, though. Buddies ho. No, Do, no. Ho, no. Huh, no, 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 no. Bravey stuff about Bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in the hearse truck. Gravy been a dog, Lisa Ann was my first love. I stay with the bad hoes, but I'll be the worst one. When they pickin' teams, Gravy always be the first one. Juice, sauce, little bit of guala. Oops, just super so your mama. oak new, no, bitch. Michelle 50k for a show, and a hundred for my wrist, hundred fifty for my skirt, couple milli at the crib. Ain't your baby, baby, you could keep the gravy out your lips. Ain't no way that baby gravy gonna change the way he lives. 50k for a show, and a hundred for my wrist, hundred fifty for my skirt, couple milli at the crib. Ain't your baby, baby, you could keep the gravy out your lips. Ain't no way that baby gravy gonna change the way he lives. 50k for a show, for a motherfucking show.
0: i can, they?
1: can they I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all, y- y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy, Kanye Titter. Shout out, what's going on? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I drink a boost for breakfast, an in show for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a sane man biser. Not to worry, Mr. Ace of the goes back to wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a light support, telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel. On the plane, get as hell that I got. looked like Emmett Till. She was with me before the deal. She been trying to be mine. She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign. No use me. Trying to be lying, I've been trying to be signed, trying to be a millionaire. How I use two lifelines in the same hospital with Biggie Smalls died. The doctor said I had blood clots, but I ain't Jamaican, man. Story on MTV, and I ain't trying to make a band. I swear this right here, history in the making, man. I really apologize to everyone right now if, if it's unclear at all, man. they got my mouth wide shut like, I don't know, the doctor said like six weeks. You know, we had reconstructed, I have What if somebody from the shadow was ill? Got a deal on the hottest rap label of brown. But he wasn't talking about coke and birds. It was more like spoken word. Except he's really putting it down. And he explained the story about how blacks came from glory and what we need to do in a game. Good, do bad night, right place, wrong time, in the blink of an eye, his whole life changed. If you could feel how my face felt, you would know how mace felt. Thank God I ain't too cool for the safe belt. I swear with a car driver two on a or two. I got a lawyer for the case to keep us in my safe, safe. My dogs couldn't tell a I look like Tom Cruise on Vanilla Sky. It was televised. It's been an accident like Geico. They thought I was burnt up like Pepsi did Michael. I must got an angel, cause look how death missed his ass. Unbreakable, what you thought they called call me Mr. Glass? Look back on my life like the ghost of Christmas past. Toys of us where I used to spend that Christmas cash. And I still won't grow up. I'm a grown ass kid. Swear I should be locked up for stupid that I did. But I'm a champion. So I turn tragedy to triumph. Make Music that's fire, yeah. took my soul through the wire Woo. You know what I'm saying? When the doctor told me I had a arm um, I was gonna have to have a plate in my chain. I said, dog, did you realize I'm never making a plane now? It's bad enough I got all this jewelry on She can't be serious, man
0: Ahora que mis papás ahorran un montón en su servicio móvil, pueden invertir
1: en mi negocio. Cambiate Xfinity Mobile, el servicio móvil más rápido y obtén el mejor precio en dos líneas
5: de Unlimited por $30 por línea al mes. Cambiate Xfinity Mobile hoy.
1: Hello, new world, all the boys and girls. I
4: got some true stories to tell. You're back outside, but they still alive. Whoa, yeah take off the fufu, take off the cloud chase, take off the wifi, take off the money phone, take off the car loan, take off the flex and the white loss. Take off the weird ass jewelry I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top off. Take off the fabricate streams and a microwave memes. It's a real world outside. Take off the idols, take off the runway, take off the Cairo Take off the Sandro, pay five days stay, take off for the meal, I floor. Take off the far flare take off perception, take off the cop with the iPad. Take off the allure, take off the unsure, take off the decisions i lack. Take off the fake deep, take off the fake wall, take off the broke I care. Take off the gossip, take off the new logic. That if I'm rich, I'm real. Take off the shut nail, take off the doja, take off the burke. Take all that designer shit off and what do you have? Bitch, you ugly as fuck, you out a pocket. Two ATMs, you step on the what? You Who you think they talk about? Talk about us. Who you think they carry up off, cut us? The world in the panic, the women is stranded, the men on the run, the prophets are bandit, the law take advantage, the market is crashing. Oh god. Alright.
3: It's all good news. I've been Oh god
4: all right
3: i just got some results back that are very very good literally on the podcast i apologize oh my god oh god huge 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 great great things great things it was only great things Ugh, fucking hell i had to fucking go on chrome right to log into my account because Safari, for some weird reason, like doesn't download shit anymore. So I had to like go into Chrome and fucking download it on Chrome. And then I freaking got this very important document, and it's like it's all good. Like thank fucking Royce! Oh my god.
0: Ah, gosh.
3: Can we can we pump it up? Can we turn it up just a little bit?
4: Hello to the big step but never lose account. Fencing in the same bounce. Fencing in the same. Can I feel like my chuva got, to lose. I got in the Saka plan, I'm supposed I can swim with my fate. Camera was moving whatever how moving the family soon whatever I make. Murder his stacking the president
0: acting the government taxing.
3: Oh god. Just some just some huge news for me. Great news that came out. Oh my god, I'm just so, Jesus Christ, I was like, it was news that I was waiting to hear, it was news that I was waiting to hear, it's good news, great news actually as a matter of fact, uh, what is it, Uh, I won't, I won't say it, I won't say it, it is, but it's, it won't affect the podcast, but it will uh, affect me, which is uh, great, I was like, oh thank god, god I don't have to worry about this shit anymore. Goodness gracious! Queen has like this collection, this platinum collection, vinyl collection. What is this? So it's a box set of the greatest hits for one, two, and three. I don't know. I've been getting into Queen recently. You want to know the worst thing about um about their their greatest hits? It doesn't have. Cause you're a cool cat do doesn't have that. And I looked because I was super interested in it and it just it didn't have it. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. Is it called because you're a cool... Co-? I feel like... I don't know. I feel like that is one of their best songs and they just don't have it. That's a problem with uh, with those types of albums is that, you know, sometimes you'll just fucking... Sometimes it's, like that's the problem with like best hits is that sometimes you'll have tracks that you don't necessarily agree are the best hits, I guess I don't know
0: I'm looking at like
3: stuff that's on back order on merch bar God. There is this interesting Nuja best vinyl. I'm not gonna talk about vinyl. I'll I'll save it for later. We got the draft to talk about, realistically. So let's uh let's talk about the draft. Hold on, let me.
0: Goodness gracious. I want to listen to some music here. So, <clears throat> what is it?
3: We were talking about Will Anderson, right? And we were talking about the second overall pick because the Houston Texans, sorry for that huge delay, but literally, I kid you not, the email was either, I I didn't check my email like all day long until, and I expected to get this phone call about it. And...
0: Okay. Hold on. okay 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 i got it sorry about that i just um what is it this was this morning i got it this morning i got this email but i thought i checked my email this morning whatever um
3: All right, I got, I got this important email this morning. I thought it, thought it was going to be – I thought I was going to get a phone call about it today, whatever. Um, we talked – we were – before we. I went into this whole important side thing that I can't really talk about, I was talking about Bryce Young going to Carolina. I feel like that's done and dusted. But then the second overall pick, right, the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans have essentially projected out that they want Will Anderson on their team. I, I, I don't get it myself. They're like, we don't need a quarterback. We're fine without a quarterback. We'll roll with Davis Mills for another year. I think you want to know what? It's a risk, but if it pans out, it could be a really really it could have a really really awesome payoff because you could potentially get a top tier player in this year's draft and then get Caleb Williams if the objective is to get Caleb Williams next year which is insane because they've been tanking for the last 3 years and they it just hasn't worked out but if they're just like yeah we're going to get Caleb Williams next year i mean it could benefit them obviously but i don't think that they're that smart i don't think that they're projecting that much into the future and I, I, I don't know. The Texans are just very dumb, in my opinion. And this is another example of it. Passing on a quarterback in a weak division. In my opinion, one of the weakest divisions in professional football outside of the NFC East, or not the NFC East, excuse me, the NFC South. The AFC South, the division that the Texans are playing in, is just terrible. They should be able to be in some type of competition and in the, in the division. And they're just not. And does getting Will Anderson, or we can even slot in more names, Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter, does this increase their ability to win the division in all honesty? And in my opinion, I don't think so. I think they're still behind the, uh, the Colts and the Jags. And I don't, I don't know if you're if they're behind the Titans. The Titans are such a terrible organization. It's hard it's hard to even say like they're behind the Titans because of how bad the Titans are. But it's just like I don't know. They could they could.
0: They're god awful. But the Texans at two
3: could have a huge life changing event at that position. I I just don't know. It's just hard to look at the Texans and take them seriously. It's hard to look at any of those teams in that division and take any of them seriously outside of the Jags. But at two, I mean, it's so hard to screw that up. And I was watching <clears throat> I was watching Chris Sims talk about the draft, and he talked about how a lot of teams see it as, hey, we're not really going to take a whole lot of huge swings. We're just going to come out with net positives. You know, this guy may not be electric. he may not be great, but he's not he's not a miss. He's not a big swing and a miss. And I feel like that's what the Texans potentially are going to take. I feel like the Texans, regardless of who they like or who they don't like, they're going to take somebody that they think is a net positive overall and not a net negative. And I think that's going to be a theme for the draft. is just like, hey, can we get somebody that's going to help us win games? And such and and, and things of that nature, right? So in the Houston Texans case, I think they'll probably take Will Anderson just because I, I I think that's who they are. I think they're not very smart. I think they're not very intelligent. I feel like they can't see three feet in front of them. And I feel like they're low on the quarterback class and everybody is just trying to essentially get whoever they want, right? Or get safe picks, excuse me, not whoever they want, but safe picks. so, at number three, Arizona is such a tricky team, because it should just be, hey, like, I can't tell if they're going to trade down or not, I don't know, maybe a team will move up in the draft and take somebody, but if I'm Arizona, I I just, and I'm not going to make a trade for Arizona, but Arizona, to me, it's just like, it's one or the other, right? You're not taking a quarterback. You're probably going to take a defensive player because you need a defensive player. And I just feel they, they have a defensive coordinator as their new head coach. You can maybe make the suggestion that Tyree Wilson could go in front of Jalen Carter. I I don't see that argument at all. I think it's just too appetizing and it's too easy of a read for Arizona to make. It's like if Will Anderson was here, like let's say the Houston Texans, I've misread this entire situation and hey, tip of the cap to the Texans. If if they've been providing this weird smokescreen of we're going to draft Will Anderson, but then they don't, tip of the cap to them. But if they are going to take Will Anderson, then it's just it's obviously a uh it's obviously Jalen Carter. And if they don't take Will Anderson, then it's it's obviously potentially going to be Will Anderson going to uh to the Cardinals. But again, it's just
0: it's just hard to make that read. And I don't know. I don't know, we'll see.
3: Anyways, number 3, we'll just say they take Jalen Carter. I think Cardinals will take a defensive player or an offensive lineman. They've done some weird stuff, but Steve Kim, by the way, Steve Kim, the former GM has been going on all of these shows and he's been, I don't know what he's been doing to be honest with you.
0: Number four overall. Colts. Colts are at a weird
3: place as well because the Colts Probably wanted to be in the conversation for Bryce Young, but now they could potentially get C.J. Stroud if the Texans screw it up. What the Texans do at two will determine what's pretty much going to happen with the next three to four picks. I don't know how the Colts don't, sugge- don't pick up C.J. Stroud. Apparently, they like Will Levis a lot. I just, I don't know how you can like him more. That's such a dumb move to me, but it's just like Chris Ballard likes their guys. I don't know. I don't know how much it's true or not. I'm, I'm starting to second guess myself because if I saw CJ Shroud at four, I'm sprinting to the podium to get CJ Shroud. I'm not. T- I think if if Chris Ballard selects, I'm, I'm taking CJ Shroud at number four. If Chris Ballard. Selects Will Levis at number four overall over C.J. Stroud, fired immediately. His job should be lost. It should be gone. He should not have another job in the NFL if he does that ever. He should not select Will Levis. But apparently the Colts like Will Levis. But I'm just like, there is nothing that Will Levis can do that C.J. Stroud doesn't do, but like 10 times better. I
0: don't know. It's ridiculous to me. Seattle at five. Seattle.
3: Seattle's an interesting team, right? Seattle needs defense. I, I mean, it's going to be a defensive player here for Seattle as well. It's probably going to be defensive players for Seattle and Detroit as well. But it's just like which defensive players is kind of the, the question. Seattle, I feel like we'll probably just take Tyree Wilson here, but they can go. But they're still in the whole Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. They could even take a cornerback, for example. Here, they could take Anthony, uh, not Anthony Gonzalez, excuse me, Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. But Tyree Wilson here, best player on the board. But again, this could be just a bunch of different players as well, a bunch of defensive players. Detroit. Is it the same situation as Seattle? They're probably going to take a defensive player. I'll just give them my best corner in Christian Gonzalez. Again, the Texans at two will determine a lot. They'll determine a lot. But it's like, how much do people like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis? Because I, I haven't been studying like or trying to get the read on like which teams actually like Anthony Richardson. Or Will Levis, so I don't really have a great read on what teams like those players, but it's just like, I don't know, I'm not high on either one of them in the top 10, in all honesty, I think they're both overrated, significantly so, Detroit is like an interesting team where it's just like, they need a corner, like they actually do, they spent money on corners, you would love to have another pass rusher here, there's nobody here in the top There's nobody here that you would take in the top 10, in my opinion. I think they take maybe a corner in Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon at six, but we'll see. Seven,
0: the Raiders need a quarterback and
3: potentially... I mean, the Raiders are terrible. But I think this is where the Raiders would probably go after Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. And they'll just be like, yep, we're cool. We'll go after one of them or both of them. I think both of these players, by the way, the quarterbacks outside of CJ and Bryce, they're just, I I don't know. Like, I don't know what teams are going to select them. I'm perfectly fine at being wrong with some of these quarterbacks because I believe that a lot of teams are wrong about these quarterbacks and where they should go. So in regards to Will and Anthony, I think they're both not first-rounders. I think Henen Hooker is a first rounder but he's not even I don't even think he's he's a he's anywhere close to the first rounder. Yeah, he he's the 42nd player on Pro Football Network. I think he's a top 10 player. But top 10 top 15. But just to like save my own bacon here. But the Raiders at 7 are so intriguing because the Raiders are are like the Raiders are a team that need offensive line help, so potentially they could get Darno Wright or Peter Skronsky or Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, the top four guys in this draft. Or they can go after a defensive player, another cornerback like Devin Witherspoon. I don't think so. I think they need a splash. I have no idea how much Josh McDaniels believes in in uh in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's the starting quarterback for the Raiders or I guess he's tech. He's he's not the starting quarterback. He's kind of like the bridge quarterback, I guess. I don't know. It's like, do, do they believe that he's a starter or do they believe that he's a bridge? I don't know. It's so hard to make a read on a bad team because they're bad and they do dumb things that you cannot predict. You know, it's like their badness is like blinds you to what they can potentially do. I just, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They could go after a quarterback. They could go after a uh, an offensive lineman. It just depends on, like, if they believe that Jimmy is the future. But they've apparently met with Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and I think Bryce. I think they could potentially take a quarterback here. I don't know. But. Again, I don't have the perfect read on the quarterbacks cuz I think the quarterbacks are being misevaluated in my opinion. At 8, the Falcons I think take Bijan Robinson. I think they do. And the reason why I think they take Bijan unless the Eagles come up and get him, which I don't think they will, is because there's been these reports that Atlanta favors Bijan Robinson. Again, it could be smoke. But apparently Atlanta favors Bijan. They like him a lot. And even more importantly than that, Atlanta, there's been this narrative coming out that Arthur Smith wants his Derrick Henry. He wants his running back to be the feature. He wants a running back to be the feature back of his team. He's tired of running with Cordell Patterson. He wants somebody who's explosive, who's unique. Because he's probably on the chopping uh, the chopping block this year. His job is probably on the line, and he's probably been told that it's just like, hey, if you don't fix this shit, we're going to fire you. Uh, They shouldn't have hired him, to be honest with you. But, I mean, it could be Bijan, it could be Will Levis, it could be a bunch of other guys here. I don't know. Atlanta's a weird team. Atlanta's a weird, bad team as well that have done some really weird stuff. Like, they drafted Kyle Pitts and then they drafted Drake London after having Kyle Pitts and I mean, the issue for that team isn't that they don't have firepower. It's just like they just don't have good coaching and a good quarterback. But I don't know. They could be over that, and they're just like, yeah, just, just go get him. Just go fucking get Bijan. B-
0: Bijan at eight, I think.
3: I think. Unless they get a quarterback, and they're just like, yeah, we can't. The, the thing is, right? How much is Arthur Smith's job on the line? Because if he's been told, we need to see progress this year, it's Bijan 1000%. If he's been told, you got some more years, they'll probably take a quarterback. But I don't know. Atlanta's a bad team, so it's hard to make the read. The Bears at nine, they need need an offensive lineman. Whoever is the best on their board will be going there. I don't think it's going to be Darnell Wright. I think it could be Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia, and not Peter Skronsky because everybody's been saying that he's undersized. The reason why I say it's Broderick Jones is that they want Tevin Jenkins to be their right tackle. and I mean, mean, unless they want a guard, then they'll draft Peter Skronsky. But again, it's just like the Bears, in my opinion, are also a bad team, so it's just like I don't know what they're going to do either. But I'll just say that they get Broderick Jones – because they're a disaster. The Bears are, are just a complete disaster. But Broderick Jones will help them not be uh, so much of a disaster, or it could be Paris Johnson Jr. Regardless, they'll take one of the top two offensive linemen if they, need a, if they feel like they need a new left tackle, or they'll take Peter Skronsky if they want a guard. So uh, I'll, I'll just say they take I mean, I think they'll maybe make the Ohio State connection with Paris Johnson Jr., so we'll just say Parrish Johnson Jr. for this argument. Eagles at 10. You don't really have a whole lot of great options here. You re-signed Darius Slay and James Bradbury. I feel like they should have let one of them go in free agency, in my opinion. I feel like their secondary was a little bit overrated, but... If you're the Eagles at ten, I don't know why you wouldn't just double up and get Peter Skronsky here and make him your right guard. You lost Suamalu or somebody I think it was Suamalu and now you probably have the best offensive line in the draft. there really isn't a great like slam dunk home run pick here for you if you're the Eagles, but there's a lot of very very good solid picks and Again, if we're talking about, hey, just selecting players to help you win, I I think Peter Skronsky helps you win, and I think uh, the addition of another awesome guard will help your run game, which is what they rely on, and they can take Jameer Gibbs at 30-something, wherever, I don't know. But Peter Skronsky at 10 to the Eagles, 11 to the Titans. Apparently the Titans are, I don't know what the Titans are going to do. I think they'll take a quarterback here. I think they're done with Tannehill, and I think they want, and, like, I love Malik Willis out of college. I thought he was a first-rounder. They're super low on him. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what their read is. They could go after offensive line. They need so many, so many picks. I remember a couple of years ago, they drafted Kristen Fulton. Not Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, excuse me. They, they also drafted Fulton as well. They drafted Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. And I remember watching Caleb Farley and being like, this is a overrated football player that is projection-based. He is fast, he is a former wide receiver, but he's not very good. He's not very me- mechanically tuned, right? And everybody's like, well, you can, coach, you can coach a guy and he can close that gap I can't teach this guy how to run fast. And I agree, yeah, you can't teach a guy to run fast, but you for damn sure can teach him how to fucking play football. And look, um, in my case, not in my case, excuse me, but in my opinion with these players
0: that are traits, right? Like,
3: Caleb Farley. It's it's so hard to be able to coach to be able to coach them up to a level in which you can like you can take advantage of their traits if they don't have good mechanics. And I just I always cringe whenever people are just kind of like hand wave off like like uh like good mechanics and technique when they have no idea how to develop good mechanics and technique, in my opinion. And so I, I just I cringe I cringe at that. But the titans at 11 with so many needs it's just such a hard read there's this old turkish saying where it's just where um the saying goes essentially any any decision that makes you turn away from a loss is a win and i think the exact same thing happens here with the Titans. Any good decision that they make if they draft a corner, if they take Roderick Jones, if they take a wide receiver here, because Lord knows they need a wide receiver after trading A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks, who I loved out of Arkansas, but Traylon Burks was hurt for the majority of the season last season. Jesus Christ. And when he was playing, he wasn't very good. He had 444 yards and 33 receptions and a tutty. He had, like, how many games did he play in? Too. He was supposed to be like their number one guy And everybody was like We can just make him the new The new uh, AJ Brown And yeah, that didn't work out He played in 11 games That's, that's not good Regardless
0: At 11 I don't know who
3: the Titans are going to pick But As long as it's A positive for them as long as it's, like, a good player, I think it's a positive. Because they need they have so many fucking holes on their team. With all that being said, I think Mike Rabel's... I I, I think Mike Rabel will get somebody that will help him win. But, I mean, there's just nobody. They're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. I, I don't know how they turn this around, honestly, with Mike Rabel. But, I mean, Darnell Wright is probably... Th- this is where, like, things just get hard. Darnell Wright is probably the best player here. I don't know. Just it's just so hard. The tackle out of Tennessee if you don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know. I'm 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 fine missing on this. I'll just say they take Darnell right because I, I just Tennessee is just a joke. Texans at twelve.
0: Texans at twelve
3: there was this weird thing that said that there was this weird article that came out, this report that came out that if the Texans don't take a quarterback at two, then they'll take a quarterback at 12 if there's one available. And I think I think that's true I, I, I think that's true. Will Levis is still on the board. It's so disgusting. The Texans are so disgusting, but we'll see we will see what the Texans will do. I don't like anything that's come out about the Houston Texans, but the Texans are disgusting. So at 12, we'll just say that they take Will Levis. Or Hendon Hooker, who... I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like I don't know how much people actually like Hendon Hooker. I love him, but we'll see. 13, Green Bay.
0: Green Bay is such a weird team. I would take a wide receiver here, but that's what I would do. What would they do? I think
3: they would take Jackson Smith and the Jigba here, I think so, or they would take Zay flowers. They would take a wide receiver because that was the one thing because they, their wide receiver core for better or for worse was reliant on a bunch of Aaron Rodgers guys and it was just gutted. You're just gutted, and you get Jackson Smith and the Jigba, who is essentially what Matt LaFleur wants. You get a deep threat, who can also be super consistent in Christian Watson, or you can get Zay Flowers here. It's got to be one of the three. It just depends on what they want. I saw Chris Sims talk about how the Packers could potentially get a tight end. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Jackson Smith and the Jigbot 13th overall. Patriots are, Patriots are like the Tennessee Titans, where they have a lot of issues. I don't know who they're going to get. There's so many good, good places where they could go. I think they also pick up a wide receiver here. I mean, the way they screwed Mac Jones over last year was impeccable. Like literally. Didn't give him a single positive trait in a draft with wide receivers. Didn't get an awesome wide receiver for him. Drafted a dude in Tyquan Thornton who was terrible. Terrible pick. And then they put him in with two offensive coordinators that have never been offensive coordinators in their entire life. And Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And then they floundered around. And then they went back and they were like, well, well, I guess we're just going to have to rehire Bill O'Brien. They're such a terrible organization now. And then they were like, they've apparently shopped around Mac Jones as well because Mac Jones went back to Alabama's coaches and were like, am I doing this right? Is this proper coaching?
0: Patriots are a clusterfuck.
3: People have suggested defensive players, but I mean, their their division is so far in front of them. Miami has been... Uberly aggressive with getting talent around Tua and on their defense. And Buffalo still has Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, and they could potentially add some players. And the Jets just traded for Aaron Rodgers while having Garrett Wilson and a bunch of other dudes on defense, like Jermaine Johnson and Ahmad Gardner, who's kind of the like their premier player. Just like the Patriots are so far behind everyone else. Just ridiculous, man. I just don't really understand it myself. I don't know what they can do. Like, everything in my soul screams Jordan Addison. But they could also be like, we want a defensive player. And one of the best defensive players here, in my opinion, is Nolan Smith. I don't mind being wrong about the Patriots. There's just way too many variables to consider. I don't have really any other additional information They could make a really, really bad pick or a really, really good pick. It's so, like, I feel like Jordan Addison here is fine. I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, wow, they drafted Jordan Addison. That was a bad pick. And they also have to be realistic, right? I'm saying that the Patriots will get Jordan Addison 14 in this situation because I just, they're such a bad organization in a football team now. But it's like. How can you not get a wide receiver? How can you not have any self-awareness where every other team in your division has a better secondary than you and a better wide receiving core than you? And it's just like, this is a quarterback-driven league. It's like, you got to get somebody for Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, if you believe in Bailey Zappi. And it's like, I don't care if it's Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigba if Green Bay doesn't take him, but it's just like, get somebody you know or they're going to get Nolan Smith or a defensive player or one of the top corners like Christian Gonzalez if he's there or Devin Witherspoon which I was close to picking up for them I think Devin at 15 I think Devin Witherspoon probably goes to the Jets because the Jets have uh, I'm saying Devin Witherspoon to the Jets at 15 because they have or corner or another defensive lineman They got Aaron, they got all of his guys, and they also have Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and I think Michael Carter. They got really, really awesome players on offense, but they're all young. And I think they want to potentially add to their defense, and they add literally one of the best players in the draft a borderline top 10 guy in Devin Witherspoon. And it's just like, it's going to be an awesome night for the Jets. Jets fans are going to lose their freaking mind. Pairing Ahmad Gardner with another top 10 guy as well.
0: 16th overall, Washington. Washington has a lot of issues. I was watching the press
3: conference that we were listening to with Ron Rivera and other ones. And they asked him about Chase Young's fifth year option because his fifth year option is this year. They can exercise it this year. And Chase Young has not really been productive as a top tier pass rusher. You know, it's so different how him and Micah Parsons' careers have kind of like panned, up, panned out, I guess. Because Micah Parsons has essentially become one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, while, whereas, like, Chase Young has just completely fallen off a cliff. He's never had a double-dadget sack season in his entire career. He's played in more games than Micah, like, significantly more. Or maybe not significantly more, but a similar amount. Like, hold on, let me get both of their stats. Chase Young has played in 27 games. Micah Parsons has probably played in a similar amount. I think Micah has actually played in more games, and he's, like, one year younger as a pro Regardless, Micah Parsons has 26 and a half sacks and 149 tackles in two seasons as the as a Dallas Cowboy. Whereas Chase Young has nine sacks and 75 sacks. So we're talking in three years, he's essentially half the player as Micah Parsons when it comes to production. and uh, When it comes to tackles. And with sacks, he's like a third of the player. Which sounds about right, by the way. Which sounds about right, yeah. So if you're Washington, it's just like, I I just don't know what exactly you do with Chase Young. I don't know what you're going to do with his fifth-year option, quite frankly, put I don't really care. Uh, They got to do something soon. They got to do something soon with Chase Young, but we'll see. See what happens with Chase Young.
0: 16th overall, I feel like
3: Ron Rivera was talking about offensive line, even though he got quote-unquote starters from playoff teams. He knows that he needs another offensive lineman to give his, his quarterback a chance, especially in a division with Hassan Reddick and Micah Parsons. I'll just say they, they get an offensive lineman. It should be obvious. They can obviously also get another corner because they don't have another corner. Jesus Christ. They need somebody else at corner. Because they don't have anybody that can handle anyone on any of the teams in the NFC East. So I, I just don't really know. But Broderick Jones is available, so I'll just take him at 16th overall. Pittsburgh at 17th. Is Skrowski still available? Is he still available? No, he's not. The Eagles took him at 10. Because I was, I was like... The Pittsburgh Steelers at 17th overall, I think you could definitely argue that they could get a cornerback. I think they take Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback out of Penn State, the, uh, the corner whose father actually used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers as like a wide receiver or something, maybe as a corner. The reason why I think Joey Porter Jr. to the Pittsburgh Steelers and specifically a, a Defensive players that they've worked a little bit on the offensive line with Isaac Suamalu, Isaac the former Eagles right guard or left guard or swing guard, I guess, going there. They need another guy because their offensive line sucks, especially in the run blocking. But their secondary also needs work because they, they just don't have a secondary really. They really haven't had a secondary for years. But Joey Porter Jr., 17th overall going out of Penn State. I just don't really know what they can do. I mean, this is a great draft. I mean, you can maybe say they go after Nolan Smith here. You could definitely say that. But they
0: also don't have a corner. I love Nolan Smith. 18th
3: overall. The Lions. Oh, man, the Lions are going to run away with this. They got Christian Gonzalez, and then they get Nolan Smith. Yeah. I think this is just too good of a pick for them to not be able to get Nolan Smith at 18th if he falls. I think that's just way too powerful. I think Detroit probably doubles up on on defense unless they just see an awesome offensive player here. And that's just because there's been so many draft resources, even though Jameson Williams got suspended here. They could go after Dalton Kincaid, but... The appeal of pairing Aiden Hutchinson with another top-tier prime draft candidate who's like a high-character player on a team that to some degree seems devoid of it because a lot of their players are getting, maybe not a lot, but some of their players are getting caught gambling. Some of the coaches, uh, it, it, it's, it seems like it's a good fit. Nolan Smith to Detroit.
0: I think that's I think that's perfect. 19th overall I don't know what the hell the Bucks are
3: going to do at 19th overall There's just too many decisions that they can do good and bad here I mean I would say that they would take a corner cuz they need another corner Some people would talk about offensive line I like Anton Harrison, but this is a little bit too high for him.
0: I don't know, man.
3: I just don't know. Cam Smith, Emmanuel Forbes, Keely Ringo, Deontay Banks. All those names seem good here, in all honesty. I just don't know. It's like they've they have needed a cornerback. I think they'll probably take a corner. They'll probably take a defensive lineman or not a defensive lineman, a defensive player or I don't know what like Tampa Bay is just I don't know. I think they'll like it's like they could take Lucas Van Ess here as well. The reason why I'm so conflicted on Tampa Bay is I'm not a huge fan of the GM Jason like not a huge fan of the head coach, Todd Bowles, especially after last year. And it's like, I feel like they would have taken an offensive lineman, but I don't think there's anyone here that they would take. I feel like they probably would have taken Bijan if he was here, but he's not. Maybe they take Jameer Gibbs, but that's a reach, potentially. I love Jameer. That would be a reach in the in the grand scheme of things. In the, like, that would be a, a reach according to everybody else, but not to me, in my opinion. I don't know. It's so hard to get a read on what Tampa wants to do. They've been pretty close-lipped. I don't know. This is one of those teams that I'm just like, I don't mind being wrong about them. I think they'll just take a corner, or they should take a corner, I guess. 20, Seattle. What did Seattle get? They got, who did they get? They got Tyree Wilson, the edge. They need another corner. They'll take Kaylee Ringo. They need somebody else. I don't think they need another offensive player. They're stacked offensively, unless they're going to get a quarterback. 21 overall. You got to get an offensive player.
0: I think this may be Zay Flowers.
3: This is Zay Flowers or Dalton Kincaid. The reason why I say it's Zay Flowers or Dalton Kincaid at 21st overall for the Chargers is because... They need a tight end. They just lost Hunter Henry a couple of years ago who Justin had great rapport with. Who's like a good tight end. And Zay Flowers is an explosive deep threat which they kind of lack. I don't really know what their plan is. Kellen Moore's the offensive coordinator. I don't know what his plan is, but I'll just take Zay Flowers because I think he's probably I think he's the best wide receiver on the in the uh uh in the draft in my opinion. 22nd overall,
0: the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know what the Ravens are going to do.
3: Is Lamar Jackson there? If he's there, they're going to take Quentin Johnson. If he's not there, they'll probably do some dumb (laughs) shit. They'll probably do some dumb shit. Goodness gracious. It's so disgusting how the Ravens have fumbled this whole situation,
0: in my opinion. Ravens at 22nd overall, though. I don't mind being wrong about
3: them as well. They just have so many different outs. They have so many different areas that they can go to. They need another wide receiver. They need potentially another cornerback, some edge rushing help. I, I think, you know what? I think, scratch that. If Lucas Van S is still here, they'll pick him up. He does too much, he's such a Raven. They'll probably get him here at twenty second or they'll get a, a wide receiver or something like that. I don't know. Ravens are just too dumb of an organization. I can't get the read on them twenty third Minnesota a lot like I don't know how much smoke this is. I don't know it's so like i I, I just don't know. I don't know how much smoke this is if you were to tell me hey. Vikings are done with Kirk Cousins. But there, there's there been weird reports coming out about the, the Vikings. And the reports that are coming out are essentially that the Vikings are done with Kirk Cousins. They're not going to extend him after this season. And essentially that they're going to move on from him. Oh, then the read is Hendon Hooker. But I don't know how, how, like, I don't know if they're going to actually enact on it. There's a difference in, like, knowing that you have a problem and doing something about that problem. And some people may not, some Vikings, may not necessarily wanna actually do something about the issue, and that's Kirk Cousins isn't very good. But at the exact same time, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I'll just say that the Vikings get Hendon Hooker. Why not? Why not? Jacksonville at 24. They get Calvin Ridley. I think they need another wide receiver. And if Quentin Johnson or Jalen Hyatt is staring at you right in the face, it's kind of like, obvious you have to pick one of them. I think they take Quentin Johnson. He's like 6'3". He'll be their big boy. He'll go over the to the top. He'll help Trevor. The same thing goes with the Giants, where the Giants were like, yeah, we want another wide receiver because we don't really have one. They'll take Jalen Hyatt or Josh Downs or somebody like that. The Cowboys at 26 have a lot of options. I don't know if the Cowboys will take Dalton Kincaid. Everybody says that the Cowboys will take Michael mayer. i don't I, I hope they don't take Michael Mayer. If Dalton Kincaid falls to this position at 26th overall, it shouldn't even be a fucking question that Dallas should pick him up. But I've been wrong before I've been wrong these last two two years. Where I was like, I was moaning and groaning when the Cowboys picked Micah Parsons. I was moaning and groaning when the cowboys picked picked uh Tyler Smith, so i've been and those are two of Dallas's best players, so I'm obviously wrong in that regard. but Dalton is a top ten player. he's one of the best tight ends in the draft, and he's superior significantly so to Michael Mayer, but he may but Michael Mayer talking about Washington may be a better fit, but Dalton's a better player, and apparently his back is being red flagged and I, like, I want you to hear me with the full depth and breadth of my voice. I don't care. If Dalton Kincaid is there at 26 and you have an option as Dallas to be able to select him and to add to CeeDee Lamb one of the best tight ends and potentially one of the, the leagues or the draft's best tight ends and one of the, the, the best tight ends I've seen since Kyle Pitts, really in the last 10 years, I would please take Dalton Kincaid. Please take him. And they do in my mock draft. Twenty seventh overall, Buffalo get another fucking wide receiver. Jesus Christ, it's so weird how many wide receivers there are, like Hinnan Hooker and Quinton Johnson. But I think you do. Gabe Davis is not a good number two, and they they brought out Cole Beasley from from retirement. I wouldn't mind if the Bills were like. We're going to attack this problem at the source, and we're just taking two guys. We're taking Josh Downs or Cedric Tilson in the first or second round. We're just going to take two guys in the, first, in the next two rounds. I'm taking Josh Downs because he's one of the best wide receivers in the draft. 28th overall for Josh Downs, 27th overall to the Bills. 28th. Bengals.
0: Bengals. What do they need? Like potentially another cornerback.
3: You can maybe argue another wide receiver because they made the, it, it doesn't look like they're going to sign T Higgins. Especially when they're trying to sign. Obviously uh Joe, but they, but, the, but it's just like, are they going to sign Joe Burrow? And they really should sign Joe Burrow like right now. I don't know. But the Bengals at 28th is a a weird position. I mean, you can maybe argue that they need another tight end like Michael Mayer. That could be an interesting pick. I don't know.
0: Not the Titans. The Bengals are just a weird organization. I'll just say they, they get Michael Mayer. I'm a little bit tired.
3: Saints at 29 is such a weird team. I mean, Anton Harrison, we'll just say Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. Because I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. Eagles at 30. They missed out on Bijan, but they did get Peter Skronsky. I think they just take Jameer Gibbs here. Just like, yeah, we got Jameer Gibbs. We didn't get get Bijan, but Jameer Gibbs is literally one of the best players in the draft the second best running back in the draft, why wouldn't we take him with the 30th overall pick? That doesn't make any sense. We're taking him 30th overall. And then 31st, I think the Chiefs need another wide receiver. You can take somebody here. You can take if there's anyone available. But really, there isn't another wide receiver here unless you want to get Rasheed Rice, which is a little bit of a reach, or Cedric Tillman, again, a little bit of a reach. So hard, so hard. You could get Kalijah Cansey, the defensive tackle, defensive end, but that puts obviously Christian Jones, Chris Jones, in a weird spot. Or you could get Will McDonald out of Iowa State, who I think is a really, really good player. I'll just say they do that. I don't know if Frank Clark is out or not. I'm not really sure, but
0: it's weird. It's weird. Anyways, let me let me go back here. Hold on. Sorry about that. Sorry, I'm tired, and I'm, like, looking at something.
3: What is it? I'm, like, looking at my mock draft simulator, and it's, it's a disaster. I apologize. The organization is just stupid. It has it arranged by teams and not by, like, draft order. God, that's so annoying. I'll just read the team names, and then I'll go to sleep because it's late. Anyways, Arizona gets Jalen Carter. Falcons get Bijan. Ravens get Lucas Van Bills get Josh Downs. Carolina gets Bryce Young. The Bears get Paris Johnson. Bengals get Michael Mayer. Browns, because they're degenerates, don't have a first-round draft pick. Dallas gets Dalton Kincaid. Broncos, because they're idiots, don't have a first-round draft pick. Detroit gets... A pretty good haul in Christian Gonzalez and Nolan Smith. Green Bay gets Jackson Smith and Ajigba. Texans get Will Anderson and Will Levis. Colts get CJ Shroud. Jags get uh, Quentin Johnson. Chiefs get Will McDonald. Raiders get Anthony Richardson. Chargers get Zay Flowers. Rams, they don't have a first rounder. Neither do the the Miami Dolphins. Vikings get Hendon Hooker. Pats. They get Jordan Addison, Saints get um, Anton Harrison, Giants get Jalen Hyatt, Jets get Devin Witherspoon, Eagles get Peter Skronsky and Jameer Gibbs. Disgusting, but there's no way the Eagles can fuck up this draft. Joy Porter Jr. goes to Pittsburgh, San Francisco has nobody, and then the Saints, not the Saints, Seattle gets Tyree Wilson and Keely Wingo. I'm exhausted. I'll see you Thursday for not a mock draft, thank God, but a real draft where there are like real stakes and there are real players that will be selected. I'm 24. I'll see you Thursday. 24 podcast.